Hey, Just Get Hired podcast fans. This is Shlomo Meisels, CEO and founder of SM Staffing. In this episode, we are going to talk about interview tips to help you land your next career. Happy anniversary, Jessica, and congratulations on two years of the Just Get Hired podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. We are now on episode 41 of the Just Get Hired podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about interview tips and side hustle kicks with my guest, Shlomo Meisels. We're a few weeks into 2023, and we're already seeing companies continue cutting their workforce. That snowball of layoffs that we saw in late 2022 is starting to shake up the U.S. job market once again. We're seeing a lot of cuts in the technology, retail, and financial sector. And most recently, on January 20th, Google's parent company Alphabet announced cutting 12,000 jobs. Spotify and Amazon are right behind them because they're following suit, cutting even more headcount in the new year. We transitioned from a hiring binge in 2020 and 2021 to a gradual decline in 2022. Overhiring and demand for technology after the pandemic is starting to feel the pain for these companies and hiring for these industries is starting to slow them down. There's still a lot of other companies though that are looking to hire and employers are still complaining they can't find the right talent to fill their jobs. Well, before we even get started on this conversation, let me introduce myself. My name is Jessica Fiesta George and I'm your host of Just Get Hired. This is a podcast for anyone who's on the job market, anyone looking to level up their career, anyone who owns a business, if you have to hire people, or if you just want to level up your opportunities. We talk about personal branding. I also introduce you to the latest in HR technology. We talk about the latest trends impacting the job market, and I introduce you to top disruptors in the talent space. Well, connect with me on my social media. Find me on LinkedIn by searching my full name, Jessica Fiesta George. Look me up on Instagram, Just Get Hired. Head over to my website, JustGetHired.com, where you can find more information about my guests and all the services that I provide. Well, on this episode, you get to meet Shlomo Mizels. Shlomo is the founder of SM Staffing, which is a recruiting agency that specializes in understanding company culture so that he can bring top tier talent to the company. His agency fills roles in the New York City market from executive assistant to CFO. Shlomo specializes in helping people discover their professional passions through years of experience in creating and perfecting various side hustles. Well, we're going to share some insight on interview tips, and we're going to help you with your upcoming interviews. And if you don't have an interview coming up, maybe you're looking to make some extra money. We're also going to explore some side hustles to consider in 2023. All right, Just Get Hired podcast. Happy New Year, Shlomo, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. I hope you had a, yeah, I hope you had a great season. Um, well, since it's the new year, everyone always has New Year resolutions. Any New Year resolutions for you? Uh, just the the ultimate goal of uh, getting making more placements, hiring more people, helping more people uh, support their family and friends. I like always that. You're... You're definitely a business-minded person. I love it. <laughs> I wish I could say the same for mine. My mine is the usual, you know, get in shape, eat better, maybe right. travel more. Um, and since we're kind of talking about work, I guess optimizing my current role to see where that can take my career. 
Um, And then leveraging my side hustles to earn extra money uh, this year. And that's why I'm thrilled to have you on the show, because we're going to talk about side gigs and interview quips to our audience. Sounds great. Well, before we kind of dig into the side hustle um, portion of our discussion, why don't you tell our audience about your career journey into becoming a business owner? Sure. Yeah. Um, So currently I am a recruiter. Um, I run a company called SM Staffing, and um, we primarily recruit in the New York, New Jersey area, um, a lot of entry and mid-level roles, but even some executive level roles. And we kind of specialize in uh, understanding company cultures and how they function, and then really getting a good feel for um, what they want and what works with them, and then kind of building those teams through that. Um, But how I started was a little bit uh, unconventional, I guess you could say. Um, Originally, Um, I was in college and I was really looking for uh, my calling and what spoke to me. Um, I wanted my job and my profession to reflect my goals and beliefs and bring meaning to my life and to the life, the lives of the others around me. Um, So originally, though, I was just kind of looking for anything that could give me some insight. As you kind of touched on, I did a lot of side hustles, a lot of side jobs to kind of figure out things that I, I liked. Um, and I kind of stumbled upon something called SEO, which I'm sure you're familiar with, right. um, to kind of break, make us make it simple, help helping businesses get their links and their websites to rank higher on Google. Um, and that was something that really fascinated me. And I did that for a good amount of time, uh, focused on learning that, gained a lot of good skills and knowledge that is even applicable to me to this day. Um, but through that process of uh, learning SEO and, and starting to hit the job market, um, for an SEO position, um, I met a recruiter and he was helping me through that process. And as you know, I was learning more about the roles and, and speaking to him more freely, just, you know, about what he does. Um, I realized that I think I liked his job better than I liked mine. (laughs) Um, so I slowly, slowly just kind of asked more questions about his day to day and how he functions and what he does. And, Eventually, he ended up telling me, hey, you know, I I know that you're looking to do this SEO job. um, But, you know, if you'd like on the side, since, you know, you're a young guy, and you're finishing up college, you know, all these young college students, um, maybe you'd like to, you know, help me out and kind of recruit some of those guys coming out of college for some of my roles. And so I started helping him out a little bit. And um, it ended up getting to a point where he said, you know what, You're, you're doing pretty well with that. Maybe you want to help me find companies that'll be interested in my services. So I started doing that. And, um, you know, I've always been a guy that kind of wants to do it himself. And I have that entrepreneurial uh, gene, I guess. And I thought, you know what? I think I can take this to the next level and kind of do it my own, do it myself. Um, and slowly, slowly, I ended up separating in a you know respectful way where he was always supportive of me and always helps me to this day honestly and started my own company started my own brand and and that's kind of how i got started with sm staffing and that was about uh two years ago okay well congratulations on that now for the audience who might not know what seo stands for of course i know what it is but um maybe can you touch on what exactly is seo sure so seo stands for search engine optimization Um, And to put it in super simple terms, I think, and I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I didn't learn it well enough, but um, the the bulk of it is developing websites and, um, you know, different aspects in it, including site speed and 
keywords and taglines and backlinks, et cetera, to kind of um, make your site more, raise the user ability, if that's the mm -hmm. right word, uh, mm -hmm. of the site to the point where Google or whatever search engine you may be on brings that link towards the top of the page, which can result in, you know, millions of dollars worth of sales. If, you know, the difference between being on that first page versus the second page is massive there. There's actually right. a joke in the SEO community um, where you can, you can hide a dead body on the second page of Google and no one will find it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, you know, yeah, crude, I guess is the word, but the joke is kind of, you know, no one goes past that first page. So the, the amount of value you can bring by bringing the link up is, is really high. Um, so that's, I guess the, the general gist of it. Okay. Well, you know, we use SEO a lot, I think, in recruiting as well. And that's yeah. some of the things that I help our companies as far as making sure our job descriptions are SEO, you know, optimized and making sure. sure we have the right keywords so that their career page, you know, has top hits on Google and candidates can find them. And same goes true, I would say, maybe, I don't know if you agree with me, but like on LinkedIn, if you're a job seeker, especially you want to make sure that you have the right keywords in your headline so for that sure. when recruiters are trying to search for candidates in a specific market or industry, you also come up first or second page. Yeah, 100%. I think that a lot of the knowledge that I gained um, while I was trying to, you know, be an SEO specialist really translated nicely, as you mentioned, um, through those ways, as well as developing my own website um, to, you know, grow that. And my website does need a little bit of work, I'll be honest, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not an overnight uh, endeavor. Well, before we kind of get into the side hustle side of the, the conversation, uh, we're both recruiters and I feel like, you know, let's talk about um, some good tips for our listeners when it comes to actually interviewing. Sure. Um, I think a lot of people, especially in the new year, everyone's starting to, you know, dust off the resume. We had a lot of layoffs at the end of last year. And so a lot of people are hitting the job market. So um, I think talking about some interview tips could be really helpful for some of our listeners. So um, sure. I guess what's, what's the craziest thing you've, you've heard or seen during an interview? So the craziest thing I've heard or seen, that's a great question. Um, I've, I think that I wouldn't say this is super crazy because it actually unfortunately happens more than I guess the average person would think. But mm -hmm. a lot of times people come into interviews just completely unprepared or um, kind of just winging it. Um, yes. Or they don't, they don't do a lot of, a lot of research into the company beforehand, or even just learning about the job. And a lot of times, you know, people unfortunately um, hit a point where, you know, the, the job seeking process is tough. It's, um, it's, it's hard. Um, right. And so sometimes people will just, in, you know, apply for jobs without even really looking into it, or they'll look into a bunch of different jobs, apply to all of them, and then they won't even know which interview they're going in for. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've always tried to coach um, job seekers on to kind of get to that point where they're not feeling super desperate or um, feeling like it's they're lost or where there's no direction and kind of guiding them to like, okay, well, I know you applied to a bunch of different places, but let's, let's catch you up on this one. 
let's remember what this role is, what this job description is, and how can we prepare for this a little bit going into that interview. So you look like you know where you're at, what you're doing and confident in yourself and the mm -hmm. company can then be confident in you. Well, I know you've only been recruiting for two years, but I know we see so many things and you're absolutely right. I mean, people are not prepared when it, they come in for an interview or sometimes they even forget the role that they specifically are interviewing for. So when you ask questions, you know, they kind of look like a deer in headlights. They don't quite right. understand what they um, got themselves into. So they don't do their research on the company either. Um, I actually, one of the funny stories I've had, um, this was a couple of years ago, was I actually had um, a quote unquote helicopter parent come in uh, with okay. their kid to the interview and like demanded that they sit in the actual interview while we were, you know, trying to, to get to know them and kind of thought that was kind of weird, but I don't know if you've ever seen that. I know we're doing a lot of um, online interviews these days, but when we were doing in-person, it was just kind of awkward to have someone's parent want to actually sit in on a conversation. Well, maybe that's not such a bad thing. You get two for one. <laughs> like, do I really want to hire you both? And, you know, like, maybe who am I interviewing here? Salary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then I've actually seen people come uh, to the interview with paper resumes where they've actually handwritten their resume and yeah. just kind of handed it to me. So that's kind of a big turnoff, but yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that the big thing with that is, and I also try to tell people who do that as well, that a lot of recruiters, and I guess people don't know this, um, but a lot of recruiters use different systems and CRMs to um, scan resumes um, and bring them up as jobs come up. I know mm -hmm. for myself, um, you know, some, I have a database with, you know, thousands of people on it that I wish I could help everybody. Um, and I try to help everybody. Um, but when a job comes up, what my system does, it is, it'll scan resumes to mm -hmm. bring forth the ones that, um, match that level of experience that they're looking for. And if people handwrite their resumes, my system and most systems can't read that. Um, and so they're missing out on a lot of opportunities, um, just because as a recruiter, we can't keep track of everybody. And we, we if we can't find your resume, it's hard for us to, to give you that opportunity. Definitely. Well, what are some questions that you prep your candidates on when you, um, you're preparing them to get ready for an interview? So yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, so I always preach, you know, be honest, be open, because a big part of what we do and i guess what separates us as a recruiting agency from other people is we really go deep dive into companies culture and we really try to also understand each candidate and what their effect would be on a company's culture how it would fit with a culture and mm -hmm. so a big part of that is there needs to be open uh, communication and honesty because if it, being working in a job and having a job is a partnership it's not necessarily just an employee working for an employer, you know, both parties need to be happy and feeling good and work well for the overall team to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, and if somebody goes into an interview trying to be somebody they are not, then it'll also hurt them just as much as it'll hurt a company because they won't last long, or they won't be happy in that environment. Um, so I always try to prep people to, you know, don't overthink it. Don't try to give answers that you think that the company just wants to hear if, if, if it's not true. Um, 
about yourself. Um, and I also try to give tell another thing, I guess, that I try to um, coach them on, I guess, is companies will oftentimes ask, you know, what's a what's a your biggest weakness or what's something that you're working on the most to improve? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I like that phrasing better, the latter. Um, but trying to think and brainstorm to yourself, everybody acknowledges that they're not perfect, but it's hard to put that into words or to be honest about certain things. And so if you can phrase your um, being honest in the sense where you're showing them like, hey, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not claiming to be something that I'm not. This is something that I think I can improve on, but this is also something that I'm actively working on to improve. And here's what I'm doing to do that. That instills a lot of confidence in a company or in a hiring manager that they can say to themselves, hey, I know that this person, even if there is an issue down the line or something that we would like to change, they are self-aware or they're open to improving in that area. And so even if maybe it's not a perfect fit, we have the belief and confidence that that person can get there and can see that and make whatever changes are necessary. Right. Well, you know, we can talk about interviewing all day (laughs) because there's so many like aspects to interviewing that, you know, I don't think anyone can really capture in just a short conversation. But I know the one topic that always comes up that candidates dread is the topic about salary. So how would you um, maybe coach someone on how to handle that salary question? Right. So this is always a very tricky subject. um, And it's, it, I, I don't know if there is a perfect answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of stick with the original, um, I guess what I was mentioning before, which is um, this air on the side of honesty as close as you can get to it. And I know that there is, you know, a concept of negotiation. And, you know, sometimes people try to give a higher number intentionally, knowing that the company will want to negotiate and lower down and then get to a middle ground. And, you know, that could work. There is benefit to that. However, I would also err on the side of caution with that because at times you can go too far. Right. Um, and I've had plenty of candidates that don't, that a company will say, hey, they're just asking for too much. And mm-hmm. we're just not, we don't have that budget for that. Or we don't think that person is worth that salary. And that person didn't even necessarily want that salary going in, they just wanted to get the upper hand in terms of negotiation. So knowing the salary range that is being put out there by the company is very important. Um, And it's always good to ask that going in, either from a recruiter or hiring manager, hey, what's the salary range for this role? Mm -hmm. And based off of that, trying to strategically come up with a request where you can not too far high and not too far low, obviously, depending on what you need in your life and what you deserve based off of, you know, how you feel and your skills and your experience, et cetera. Um, it, it's good to take all that information and kind of put it into a uh, what you think works best. I'm not sure if there's a one size fits all answer to this question. Yeah. Well, you know, New York is, uh, you know, you live in New York and New York has the new um, transparency law. So it makes it a little bit easier for candidates who are interviewing with New York based companies. But I always like to tell candidates, you know, you have to be like honest with yourself and realistic with what your skill sets and experience are as it relates to the actual position and the job description. And, you know, 
there is that point, like you were talking about, where people kind of get a little, I guess, arrogant or, you know, a little bit too self uh, confident to where that they outprice themselves. But, um, you know, one of my um, things I always like to say is never throw out a number because whoever throws the number out first kind of loses, right. <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah. I mean, if you are comfortable with your skill set and your experience, I always say that, you know, the best answer would be to be as vague as they are when it comes to, you know, the actual dollar amount and just say like, you know, based on my skills and experience, I think I'd be uh, at the middle or top of your budget and then just kind of leave it like that. I like um, that. That's good. That's a good yeah. suggestion. Well, I've been doing this for so long. So, yeah. <laughs> but experience yeah, this... definitely pays off. <laughs> But definitely, I mean, you know, the first person to throw out a number is usually the one who kind of, I feel like, loses first. Yeah. A word from my sponsor, me. <laughs> Did you know that on top of doing this podcast and my full-time job, one of the services I offer is resume writing and LinkedIn profile support? We all need a side hustle, and this one's mine. I've teamed up with a few amazing resume writers in the industry, and together we can help you in elevating your professional and online presence. Want to learn more? Visit JustGetHired.com or shoot me an email at JustGetHired at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, so speaking of money, let's talk about side hustles because that's kind of how you stumbled into recruiting, and I want to kind of talk about that Um you know, we're seeing, like I said, layoffs in the market um, last year, and people are looking always to make extra money. So, you know, other than, um, you know, your your business, do you have any other side hustles? Yeah, for sure. So um, I actually started off um, doing side hustles all the time just because I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm -hmm. finding different companies or not different companies, but different um professions that I can kind of slide into and see how I could help them or um, a big resource for me when it came to coming up with side hustle ideas was YouTube. Um, I think YouTube is a very powerful tool. Um, and there's a lot of really great information on there on how to come up with a side hustle, how to, you know, perform it to the best of your abilities. Um, there's a lot of great resources on there, um, mm -hmm. as, as well as a lot of great courses that you can find online as well. Um, and I, I actually advise to a lot of candidates that come to me on the younger side, um, guys who are still in college, guys who are just coming out of college, you know, men and women, of course, um, mm -hmm. everybody coming out, um, you know, who tell me, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I took all these classes and I took all these courses and I just don't feel like it translates to the real world on, you know, what my day to day is going to look like, or I just don't know if I, I'm really sold on anything yet. And I'll tell them, you know, Hey, find something, anything that kind of gets you excited, that kind of uh, speaks to you and, you know, look up on online or on YouTube, all these different side hustles, or I'll give plenty of examples um, and just try one and try one or two and see if you like it and see if how it goes, see if you can, you know, find something, within that, that you enjoy, that you can then take to your next role or your next side hustle and say, wow, I really like this aspect of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Let me look for another job or another role that also has this thing in it because I really enjoy this. And if you do it well, you'll also be making money in the process. And you're essentially getting real life experience um, and building almost your resume 
um, while also figuring out what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, um, while also potentially making money. And you'll make mistakes, and there might be situations where you might lose money. Um, you know, if you do things the wrong way, depending on you know which side hustle you do. Um, mm -hmm. But it's all a great learning experience, and it's all um, for the best, if you ask me. I mean, I know I did drop shipping very early on, and that was so so beneficial for me and i'll be honest i i lost money doing drop shipping um but i learned how to build a website i learned how to do a little bit of seo through that i learned how to market different products and how to come up with a price point and all these different aspects were so transferable to other roles and other things i did that mm -hmm. i don't regret it at all um and i did all types of side hustles and so i i really 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 strongly advise people especially since you mentioned now where you know being on top of your finances is important. There are a lot of layoffs and it's always good to have something going for you on the side, almost like a passion project where you can really put your all into it. Um, and the reward you see from it and the direct, um, you know, reward to effort that you can see is, is feels so amazing. And seeing the money roll in also doesn't hurt. For sure. Well, I'm, Never, I always tell people, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You need to have different streams of revenue coming in. Um, people used to call me the side hustle queen, ironically, <laughs> because I'm always um, staying busy. My mom has this uh, saying, if you rest, you rust. So I kind of like live to that um, motto of hers. Um, but I always have different things going on. Like right now I have um, a real estate business. So I I wow. rent and I actually turned uh, one of my rentals into an Airbnb um, nice. for podcasting has led me to do a lot of speaking engagements and then coaching other people. And um, I used to be really uh, big into acting and modeling and um, don't really have time to do that anymore. But um, every now and then, you know, I'll get, I'll get a call from my agent to to pick up on a commercial or something like that. Yeah. But you know, there's just I mean one of the things I think that helped me when I was furloughed during the pandemic um, and I was not, you know, working and had my full-time job was that I had extra revenue streams um, coming through and whether yeah. that be like real estate or, you know, I was finding things online. I was taking surveys um, just to, you know, make a little bit of extra money. Um, I was looking right. at selling some things that I created on Etsy and, um, yeah. just started selling like my artwork and, you know, things that I, I, I like to do that was just kind of sitting around at the house. I was like, you know, well, how can we make money off of that? Um, right. For you sure. know, selling old clothes and, you know, just making extra money. So I think those are, you know, some extra side hustles and not all side hustles have to be work. They can right. Be fun, right. Right. And if you can make it passive, then, you know, that's, that's the best thing, honestly. Um, I mean, I've done things that are both active and passive. I've done things like like print on demand, like Redbubble and Etsy, kind of like what mm. you were saying. And that was great for me in, during COVID and all the, the lockdowns because I had all this extra time and all this, you know, creative energy that I just needed to put out there. And it's it's a great productive change of pace, you know, right. where when you're working on your job nine to five or whatever hours you're working on it, it's great. It's a great feeling to have an outlet that is also productive in that way. You know, like obviously you should have, you know, take care of yourself and get exercise and do those type of outlets. Those are super encouraged for sure. But if you can, like I even did, um, I learned how to dance back in high school. 
And I started giving dance lessons at night on weekends, just because why not? You know, it's a great time to get, you know, have some fun, you know, release some, some energy and, and, Mm -hmm. and make some money on the side. Can't, it's just a great feeling, you know? So yeah, super encouraging for just finding a passion and trying to turn it into a way to make money is always encouraged. Well, what kind of dance now have, now I'm curious. I do a little bit of, um, uh, tutting it's called and also, uh, shuffling. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, those are really fun. Cool. I tried tutting once. <laughs> Not yeah. very good at it. That was yeah. during my TikTok days uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> everybody but, yeah. had to find a way to, to keep busy exactly well that never turned into anything so we'll just kind of keep that yeah. uh, comment there <laughs> right. well Shlomo so you know I'm at, I'm so happy that um, you were able to join here I think we've got some good tips for our audience on interviews and you know got people thinking about potential side gigs but you know what's next for you um, what's next for me? That's a great question. So I'm growing my team right now, recruiting wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always exciting, you know, bringing people on and teaching people, you know, your ways and how to grow and, and improve is always really exciting. Um, I'm also starting, I guess, as a side hustle also, but uh, I have a partner of mine, we're starting a um, daycare agency as well on the side, mm-hmm. which is just a nice way to, you know, give back to the community a little bit. Um which is really exciting, um, but really just growing that recruiting, uh, aid, my our recruiting agency and, and being able to help more people find work and um, help more companies build their teams is, is really my ultimate passion and really the, my ultimate drive, you know? Um, so that's, that's really my focus for the future right now. I like the daycare idea. I think that's a great idea, especially for working parents who, um, you know, want to get back to work, but, can't really um maybe afford you know daycare and yeah, they need some yeah. alternative so good for you thank you all right well i want to thank you so much for being on the just get hired podcast i'm going to make sure that i share all of your links and especially um to your uh, business site so that not only candidates but any companies out there who are looking to find an agency to work with uh i'm pretty sure that your company can also help them as well yeah, great. Thank you so much. I'm really, really, really happy that uh, we got to do this and I appreciate you having me on. Side hustles are a great way to make extra money, especially if you're out there trying to go through interview after interview and looking for your next job. Who knows? That side hustle could actually become your full-time job or even your next career. Take a look at how Shlomo turned his side hustle to a thriving new staffing agency in the New York area. Passive income is the way to go if you can try to find something that's going to give you a stream of income while you're doing your normal day-to-day job, that's the way to go. But we mentioned a few ideas, but if you have other ideas, I do want you to share them with me. If you're open to talk about your own side hustles or other ways that you're putting extra cash in your pocket and you want to be a guest, I invite you to come on a future episode. So some of the popular revenue streams that can make you more money in 2023 include doing freelance work. Go back, listen to episode 29. I had the CEO of golance.com on. We talked about freedom of creating your own projects, freedom of having your own schedule by just picking up freelance work. 
You can also become a brand ambassador. Look at Instagram. Instagram is notorious for having brand ambassador opportunities, but you can also not only be a brand ambassador online, there's a lot of in-person events too. Look at events that allow you to pass out samples or maybe handing out flyers. That's a great way to make extra money. We also have a lot of knowledge that's brewing in our brain, so why not tutor someone who's in high school or in college? Another way to make extra money is becoming a ghostwriter. So if you are looking to maybe pick up some extra work, I might want to talk to you because I am looking for a ghostwriter as well. But also look at whatever hobbies you're doing. If it's writing, if it's playing an instrument, if it's creating artwork, turn that hobby into a money-making opportunity. There are so many ideas, but if you're looking to do something while you're waiting to interview or land your next job, I hope that you draw some inspiration from some of these ideas. I want to also dig in deeper into interview tips in future episodes. What are some interview questions that you're struggling with? I want to hear from you, so make sure you send them over to me at justgethired at gmail.com. Send me a message on social media. If you have questions that you're struggling with, I would love to help you on a future episode. I'm also connected with a lot of awesome people, so if I can't help you, I know that I am connected to someone who can. Remember, keep this podcast going. If you can head over to iTunes, rate this five stars, make sure you put in some comments. I would really appreciate it. I'm going to put all of my links in the show notes so you know how to find me. My name is Jessica Fiesta George. I'm your host of Just Get Hired. What do you guys want to talk about next? I'll catch you in two weeks.